Yo, what's up? Welcome to Demo Listen Episode 3. This is a podcast where the premise is quite simple. We listen to new punk, hardcore, and uh, punk and hardcore adjacent releases, and uh, we give our honest take on them. That's about it. Um, Right now, we're prioritizing stuff that people send in to us. Eventually, we might seek stuff out on our own, but... uh, Essentially, we uh, give a brutally honest uh, reaction to whatever it is we're hearing. Sometimes that's good, sometimes that's bad, sometimes that's ambivalent. Uh, But the important thing to remember is that we are not critics. This is not a review show. If every critic died tomorrow, the world would be a better place. Um, We're just two grown-ass men who still really like punk and hardcore uh, who are giving our takes on things. And some people find those uh, interesting, some people find them amusing or informative. But beyond that, you know, form your own opinions on shit. Uh, We might not like something, but you might like it. So we basically just play music on here and then we talk about it. That's about it. There's not much more to it. Sometimes we say funny shit, sometimes we don't. Um, I am Gray. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Nate. And uh, the first thing that we're going to do is run down what we've got in the queue today, because each episode we bring up about 10 bands in the queue, uh, and then we roll a a dice with uh, 10 different numbers on it, a D10, and just sort of randomly select what we're going to hear. So this week we're uh, trying to get some of the bands that we didn't get to last week uh, in the queue and some of the earliest submissions that people gave to uh, sent my way because we, we, I got something like 40 plus submissions right off the bat so I'm trying to get everybody caught up if, uh, if we don't get you, if we haven't gotten to yours yet and if we don't get to it today we will eventually it might just take a while so or not or not yeah we might not get to it sure um, we get a lot of submissions already so but we will try our best I give you my word on that. So uh, we'll just go through what we have in the queue today um, because we won't get to all of it. Um, the first one, we have a submission via email, email by a band called The Downsides from California. Their most recent l- release is Spring Songs 2019. It's two songs, one of which is uh, acoustic and one of which is a Paramore cover. Um, so I don't even have to listen to that to tell you that we won't like it, but if we roll the dice, we'll give it an honest We shake. might be surprised. We might be surprised. We might be. Probably not, though. Um, then we have a, a release that we didn't get to last time that I'm hoping that we land on because I'm really interested to hear this. I think it's going to be good. Uh, it's a band called Policy. The record is Leave Room for Jesus. They are a punk band from Atlanta. Then we have got another email submission that is uh, a band called Middle-Aged Overdose. The record is Haven't Got That Far. Um, one of the tags on Bandcamp of theirs is Crybaby Bullshit. So I'll take you at your word on that. Um, I will say, though, I, I was talking, talking to you, Nate, about the submissions that we got. And uh, in the email that these guys sent, um, they said, hey, you know, we haven't gotten much traction yet so far could be because we suck yeah. and I just want to say that's that that is the sort of attitude that I like yeah you know what I mean don't take yourself too seriously um, be ready for a roasting if it's coming your way and just remember you know this is all in good fun even if we hate something who cares our opinion don't mean shit right um, next up we have scalp the pioneer the record is called fentanyl I see they are a grind power violence band from Boston um, we have got Prevention. The record is Your Bad Habits. They are a straight-edge band from Springfield. We have got 
X Paddington X with Demo 2019. <laughs> that is uh, our friend Jim from Lima. Okay. And James uh, Groth, our friend, and then my friend Ravi. That is, uh, they they were in this band for a while, and I think it was recently revived, and they just dropped a new demo, so we'll see how that is. It is the... the their their mascot is Paddington the bear. Okay, so I like. Well, those dudes generally have a good sense of humor. So we'll indeed, see. indeed. Then we've got uh, another one we that I got uh, submitted to me via email. Um, Peace of mind. The record is unfulfilled. Um, I believe they're a heavy hardcore band from Tulsa, Oklahoma. Then we have got Gang Stalker with their demo that came out uh, er- earlier this year. Um, punk band from Milwaukee with uh, a homie of, of mine in in the band. Um, another one we didn't get to last last week. We've got Gum with uh, Farther Apart, um, kind of weirdo punk stuff from Chattanooga playing at my house in a couple months. Very stoked to see that. And then we have got Saren, who is a an NWI slash Chicago um, heavier hardcore band. I think I've seen their name thrown around, but uh, this is off a split that di- they did with the band of Vegas. And I know Vegas. Vegas was like a Holy Terror style band. I think they were like kind of like Integrity Worship stuff. Mm. Um, I think I saw them play in like Baltimore once many years ago or something. Um, so that's what we have in the queue today. So I think we're just going to kick it right off, uh, roll a D10, and see see what we're going to start with. All righty. Five. All right. Let's see. One, two, three, four, five. All right. The first thing that we have today is... Your Bad Habits by Prevention. Uh, like I said, this is a straight-edge band from Springfield. I, I don't know if that's Missouri or Illinois. Um, I'll have to look that up. Uh, Nate, the band camp is just preventionxxx.bandcamp.com. Yeah, I got it. Okay, cool. Um, the, the, the only review I see on here is Prevention is keeping punk alive, hardcore at its finest. So that's a bold claim. We'll see. Hardcore at at its finest and keeping punk alive. Mm. Um, We'll see about that. Yeah. Um, What uh, what track do you want to go with? They're all pretty brief. Yeah. um, Overstep. Overstep. Right Right smack in the middle. All right, cool. So we are going to listen to the track Overstep by Prevention off of their record Your Bad Habits, and then we will uh, check back your in. With bad habits. Your bad habits. Is that not what I said? I think I said your dad habits. Oh, your dad habits would be better. Yeah. But yeah, off the, uh, off the record, your bad habits, and we'll check back in with you in a sec. We knew we couldn't make it illegal to be either against the war or black. But by getting the public to associate the hippies with marijuana and blacks with heroin, and then criminalizing both heavily, we could disrupt those communities. We could arrest their leaders, raid their homes, break up their meetings, and vilify them night after night after night. We know we were lying about the drugs. Of course we did. Do it, boy! Go, boy! 
All right, that was Overstep by Prevention off of their records, Your Bad Habits. And uh, they are indeed from Springfield, Illinois, not Missouri. Um, Nate, what'd you think of that? Yeah. Yeah. It's a solid C effort, I guess. Sure. That's you about know what I mean? I f- yeah, that's about how I felt. It's uh, plenty of stuff in that ilk of that ilk that I like mm-hmm. um, that's played a lot better. Right. You know, I mean, seems sounds like these guys are probably young guys in a band. Seems like it, You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, keep at it. Sure. Right? This is the type of band that if they're local, there's probably like a gang of kids like their age that are going nuts for this shit. Sure. Right? And I'd put them on a show because I know those kids are going to show up. Yeah. And give them a chance to play. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, I'd buy their demo. You know what I mean? Hey, keep it up, guys. Uh, I'd it'd end up somewhere in my collection. Sure. And yeah. it would never get played again. Probably. Right. Yeah. I would definitely buy this if I played with them if they were young kids. Uh, you know? put on forum support it didn't yeah i think i feel more or less the same there's not a ton to say about this because i i'm pretty ambivalent to it um i don't it didn't bum me out by any stretch of the imagination uh it also didn't do much for me um but stylistically it is in the wheelhouse of stuff that i tend to enjoy when it's very well executed um if this is indeed an early effort by some younger kids yeah keep it up for sure um i you got a long way to go but you clearly have the capacity to get there um, you're on the right track. You're straight edge, so good on you. If it's an early effort by older men, uh-huh. stop. <laughs> exactly. And this is actually a theme that you'll probably find us returning to quite frequently. Is uh, If you're young and you're doing this particular thing, okay, cool. Keep it up. If you're old and you're doing this particular thing, maybe rethink what the fuck you're doing. Um, I will also say to James Mendenhall, who left the review... Uh, Prevention is keeping punk alive, hardcore at its finest. Well, believe me, I didn't mean to interject here, but if this is what's keeping punk alive, Mm -hmm. let it die. (laughs) Well, I was more or less going to say the same thing, which is, uh, James, if you're a young person who's just now discovering hardcore, that is awesome. I want to assure you this is not hardcore at its finest. And that's okay. It doesn't need to be hardcore at its finest. But I want to encourage you to get outside of your present comfort zone expand your knowledge, broaden your horizons, and go listen to some other things, because I think that you will find, if you think that this is hardcore at its finest, you are going to be fucking blown away when you hear Poison Idea. Yeah. You are going to be blown the fuck away when you hear Negative Approach. Right. It's like, you know, giving fucking pizza to a caveman. Right, exactly. Yeah. He's never eaten what the fuck he was eating before ever again. Exactly, exactly. Um, but again, prevention, you're doing something cool. Stick with it. Yeah. Again, unless you're like 40, in which case, you know, keep it in the basement. Right. Don't don't subject us to it. I'll say this too. Uh, and again, this does not apply to young bands because I think that young people should get out, play and have uh, ample opportunity to get better and, uh, refine their craft. But holy shit. And just doing this show is illustrated this to me. There are so many fucking bands. So many fucking bands. And I, as a musician, as a lifelong musician, as, and as somebody who, who feels a compulsion that I can't control to create music, I am totally in support of anybody picking up an instrument and starting a band. The thing I am not in support of is, especially if you are grown adults, if your band is not good, you're under no obligation to share that shit with the world, man. Right. If you're a 35, 40-year-old person and your band has gotten no better, that's cool. Do your thing. Workshop it until you 
it's, yeah. it's, it's good enough. There's so, there's something incredibly entitled about like expecting other people to listen to your shitty, unrefined product when you're a grown adult person. Or, and also the flip side of that is you were younger dudes that mm-hmm. put out a shitty, unrefined product that was dope. Mm-hmm. And then you come back as older dudes and you try to recreate that. Right. Don't. No, please don't. Stay the fuck away. Yeah, indeed. And right now, like in specific, I'm thinking of like the new chokehold shit. Uh-huh. I don't want to hear it. No, I really You guys should have just stayed the fuck away. Totally. Start something new. Exactly. You're tarnishing your legacy. Yeah. Right. Your legacy was like corny, heavy, hardcore. Right. That was pretty dope from the 90s. Mm-hmm. And now your legacy is uh, a steaming pile of diarrhea. <laughs> Uh, you heard it here first, folks. So, like, you know, there's flip side of that, right? right like, sure. old guy hardcore sucks, mm-hmm. right? So don't step away and come back in and then try to, like, rekindle the fires, right? Yeah. At least, if you do, use a different moniker. Right. You know what I mean? Do something different. Do something different. Um, and if you're an old old dude just starting out, like, if I were to start playing a band, playing instruments, as I said before, I'm, I'm, I, I don't play any instruments. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. There's no way, there's no way that I would make a public appearance of any sort sure. until I felt at least competent in, you know, what I was attempting to achieve. Right. Because the window, uh, the grace period has passed. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, there's an easy litmus test. There's an easy metric by which to, to, to gauge these things. Just listen to the stuff that you like. And if what you're playing right. doesn't sound like it could exist in the same room with that, it needs more fucking work. Right. When I, when, I, when I put shit out, I'm confident that people would want to hear it. Right. Maybe it's not to everybody's taste, but I know the people whose taste it is to would fucking like it. Right, right. You like, know? when you're young and you're just really exuberant about what you're doing, and, you know, hopefully you're exuberant about what you're doing as you're older, but when you're young, there's, like, there's like a puppy dog exuberance to, like, what you're doing. It mm-hmm. is the raddest shit ever. It right. is the biggest, most important thing ever. Sure. Right? Um, I wish I could feel that way about anything again. Yeah, me too. I wish I could feel anything even at all. <laughs> Right? <laughs> yeah. But, like, when you're older, you know, so, like, when you're younger, you're going to, you know, you're testing out your chops, you're learning your skills, mm-hmm. you're getting better. That's one of the great things about punk. Like, last week, I was talking about how, like, you know, like, dudes that were, like, in those first-gen, like, fast bands mm-hmm. didn't necessarily have a lot of skill or know a ton of what they were doing because there was no template. They knew they wanted to play fast, aggressive music. Mm-hmm. And let's face it, skill level-wise, mm-hmm. like, that is an egalitarian way to make music, right? Mm-hmm. Punk and hardcore is a pretty... And one of the reasons it's so attractive to, to a lot of people is because it's so egalitarian. Right. Right? I mean, how many young dudes are trying to fucking play, you know, King Crimson mm-hmm. versus what we just heard? Right. You know what I mean? Sure. And so I lost my train of thought here, but yeah, like when you're, you're developing your skills. Mm-hmm. And so that's cool. Do it. But when you're an older person, please work a little more before you do it. <laughs> yeah, please. Please. Because like I said, it's incredibly fucking entitled to be a grown adult putting out some bullshit and just expecting people to listen to it or put you on shows. Because I have, I have bands that consist of grown adults who will complain about how I didn't put their band on a show or something. And it's just like, well, that's because you're 35. And you feel like it's okay to put shit out that isn't that fucking good. 
You know what I mean? And right. I understand this shit is subjective, but like, come on, man. Listen to your record next to an integrity record. And if you don't think it's feasible that the same person who's saying good shit about integrity will also say good shit about what you're doing, then back to the fucking drawing board. Think about this. You're a 42-year-old man, 45-year-old man, mm-hmm. right? Your kids are doing drawings of like mommy and daddy and the family and all that sort of stuff. They're like five, six years old. Mm-hmm. You're putting that shit on your desk at work or whatever. If you have some, you know, desk job or something like that, you're putting it on the fridge. Right. Right. Now that your kids are adults and doing their thing, you know, you're 45, your 20-year-old son comes up to you and says, hey, dad, check out this picture I drew. And it's like stupid pictures of my family mm-hmm. made with crayon. Right. With M&M birds uh-huh. and lollipop trees. Yeah. You're not putting that in the fridge. You're kind of like, what, is this a fucking joke, son? <laughs> right. right? Yeah. It's the same thing then with like older dudes trying to make music. Like yeah. you just don't have that that leeway. Exactly. So, uh, so I'm glad that you actually brought up the uh, the first gen like fast core and PV bands and stuff because I gotta say, I had to cape up for you a little bit. Oh, you did. I did because uh, Ian from RJC took a little bit of an issue, not with what you had to say about RG- RJC, because we said nice things, but uh, he questioned your bona fides in terms of your knowledge about first wave PV. Oh, he did, and I said, well, actually, Nate's quite knowledgeable about that stuff, but he did bring up a good point, which is that the the first wave of PV actually did have some quite formidable uh, musicians in it, like Chris Dodge. Sure. Uh, Eric Wood. Sure. A lot of and they're dudes. still playing. And, and a are. lot of those dudes that were in those bands are not fucking playing. That, and that is fair. That is fair. And I, I also pointed out, you know, sometimes, uh, sometimes Nate's commitment to the bit supersedes talking purely about... Uh, purely about facts. And a lot of times I just don't give that much of a shit. Like, right. <laughs> sure. You know, do you know the fucking starting lineup of the 98 Yankees? Uh-huh. I don't because I don't give a shit. <laughs> Right? right. Yeah. But my point still stands. Right. A lot of those dudes are no fuck no no longer around. Right. And I think we're talking about crossed out in particular. Mm-hmm. Like the none of them did anything else. Like I think one dude did something else. Mm-hmm. Like maybe the guitar player. Yeah. And like fucking Eric Wood, he came on to replace the bass player like later on. Right. He wasn't even an original member. Sure. None of the none of those dudes do anything else. And it's the same for a lot of those bands. Right. Right? And that's fine. That's the same for basically every single goddamn punk band that ever existed. Right. Right? My, my point stands that it's an egalitarian, easy way to come in sure. and make some fucking noise. Sure. And it's a forgiving format. I agree. I agree. Right? And I think that is, I think that is a, uh, I think that's a more effective way of putting it. I, I'm in an interesting position where I get all of the feedback because you're oh, yeah. not online. Right. So if somebody takes issue with something that you say, I... I kind of like it because you have no prior knowledge of anything that anybody's saying about what we're doing until I bring it to you. Mm-hmm. So I like this idea of if people take I mean, an issue dark. with something that you say, I can be like, by the way, I've got a concern that was brought forth to me by a listener. Right. Um, I well, like, here's the other thing, too. Yeah. I don't give a shit. <laughs> right. Which is, I think that's the most important thing to know here. Right. Um so uh, let's roll the D10 and see what pops up next. Uh, and by the way, you know, prevention, I know we got off track talking about you guys. Uh-huh. Keep it up. Yeah. Uh, C job, right? Right. If I was grading you, I'd give you a C. Yeah. I might I might boost you a little bit uh-huh. and say, okay, well, you got a 69.8%. I'm giving you the 70. Right. Right. But I'll give you a C on that. Keep it up. 
Also, if you if you hear any squeaking, we're in a basement and there's somebody walking around up top. So, uh, but you know what? This is a professional studio, and if that's uh, what you're coming to this show for, then uh, you got Lower your, your pri- standards. You got your priorities. How backwards. the hell are you listening to punk rock and you have high standards? Yeah, exactly. We're talking about punk and hardcore. Deal with it. Yeah. Eight. All right. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. All right. Cool. We have got uh, the uh, Gang Stalker demo. That's a good name. It is a really fucking good name. So this is a crew, uh, crew of, uh, of folks from Milwaukee. Um, one of the people involved was in uh, another really good Milwaukee band called Falter uh, for many years and is a homie of ours. Um, it looks like the demo is just all one track. Um, it's seven and a half minutes long. So I guess we'll just listen to... Uh, we'll just start it from the top. Yeah, we'll just... Uh... We'll just feel until we're done listening to it. It's yeah, it's nine, it's uh, nine tracks in seven and a half minutes. So what a fucking pain in the ass, guys! Come on. Yeah, you could. I mean, dog, the extra effort it takes to just separate the fucking tracks out is minimal. Jesus. I record entire albums in GarageBand and release them. You know what I'm saying? You can do it. Yeah. Um, I expect a little bit better from you, Zach. But that said, uh, I do also expect the music to be quite quite good. So we're going to take a listen to a couple tracks off of this Gangstalker demo. Um, probably just like the first two tracks, I would imagine. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, we'll just see how it goes. All right, cool. So we're going to listen to uh, the Gangstalker demo, and then we will check back in with you. That was Gangstalker off of their demo. I believe that was uh, the first two songs. Uh, or three. Or three, possibly. Um, a Violent Example of Muscle Memory, An Uninvited Guest, and Remote Viewing are the first three t- three tracks on that demo. Um, it's a minute and 24 uh, seconds of music, so um, whatever that encompasses, whether it's the first two tracks or the first three, um, that's what that is. Again, Zach, um, you know, I, I'm not sure if you were the person in charge of doing the editing on this, but uh, whoever was, shame on you. It reeks of laziness. makes me sick. <laughs> well, what would you think of the music, though? All right. Dope. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'd get down to it. I'd watch it. Yeah. Um, it didn't grab me like... Uh, it, it didn't grab me like um, Protocol did last week. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think we talk about, like, shitty fucking production. Mm-hmm. And, like, we, you know, like, we, you know how it is. We know how it is. Right. Right? I think this is an example where I would like to hear... 
a bit more. Yeah. I would like to hear a little less blown out static. Sure. And a little more clarity. Because mm-hmm. um, there were some good riffs in there. But, um, you know, it's like, depending on how I'd feel, like since we know Zach, right. I'd watch it. Sure. But if I didn't know Zach and I was like, oh, fuck, I'm on tour. Mm-hmm. And like, this is the... 50th band I've seen like this so far right. in like 10 days. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to chill sure. out on the porch. Right. Um, you know. Yeah, yeah. That's that's how I feel about it. It's a, a B. Yeah. I Again, I think I, I feel similarly. Um, I think it's good. Uh, obviously, it's... it's uh, you guys know what you're going for. I do agree with Nate that uh, I think that this would benefit from a little bit harder-hitting production. Not something that's clean, but like that protocol stuff is blown out, but it's blown out in a, in a big way. It still fills out a mix well, whereas this sounds more like a cassette demo. And there's plenty of room for that in hardcore. I'm not it's, complaining about yeah, that. I mean, it's, it's probably... I mean, yeah. Um, it, it sounds like what it is right exactly a fucking demo right exactly right um so that said if you uh if you have the means to to do a little bit more whenever you guys get around to doing a proper release um i would be stoked to hear that because i think this would benefit from a little bit more low end and a little bit uh fuller mix um but this is good you know i would definitely watch it live zach's a homie uh that always helps endear a band to me it is what it is hardcore and punk is a is a place where uh, uh friendship travels far and they look like they would be they, they they look like they sound like they'd be dope live. You yeah. know what I mean? Like a lot of fun live in a cramped sure. in a cramped fucking basement. Mm-hmm. I think that this style in particular is one that if you are a halfway competent musician, is easy to is easy to execute passably. You know what I mean? It's if you know what you're doing, it's easy to write this kind of stuff and have it work. It's it is uh, it's few and far between the band that really, really, really stands out that comes from this particular ilk and this sort of subsect of punk and hardcore. Um, but again, this is good. I dig it. I would watch it. I would definitely book it. Um, and I'm stoked to hear what happens next. Um, for a demo, it's quite good. You know, it's uh, I think people often forget like a demo is just that it's a demo. Uh, It's an opportunity to demonstrate what you can potentially do. Um, It's always good to come hard from jump. If you got a demo that's better than anything that you ever do moving forward, that is a phenomenon that occasionally happens in punk and hardcore. But on the same token, I'm always willing to give some leeway and uh, consider the fact that this is, in essence, just an example of what you were ultimately aiming for. So hopefully, whether it's a 7-inch or an LP or whatever happens next, um, I'm sure we'll be. Uh, I'm sure we'll also be good. This I hope is, so. This is 7-inch music. Yeah. An LP is too much. This is very much true. I mean, to be truthful, most hardcore and punk is 7-inch music, in or my opinion. Or 45, 45, 12-inch. Right, yeah. And, yeah, there's, I mean, there's just... We've talked about it before. Um, I know the Axe Grind dudes talk about it a lot. I think a lot of people who have been in it a long time talk about it a lot. You know, there's just a rare instance where a hardcore LP needs to A, exist, or B, if it does, needs to be more than, like, 15 minutes long. Yeah, 15 long. minutes, may, maybe 18. Right. Right, if you've got some, like, weirdo track or mm-hmm. something like that, which is always a bonus. Right. Right, but, the, yeah, just just rip it up. An L, the LP should be no longer than two 7 inches. I agree entirely um all right cool so zach thanks for sending that in shit's cool uh if you want to play my house next year holler at me you know how to get you know how to get a hold of me got my number um let's uh let's roll the d10 and see what uh see what pops up next uh that is a 10 all right 
So we have got Saren from their split with Vegas. This is a Chicago heavy hardcore band. Um, the tags on Bandcamp are metal, hardcore, punk, noise. Uh, no, that's not the right one. It is uh, sarennwi.bandcamp.com. All right. So it says Chicago on here, but it sounds like they're technically from northwest Indiana. But, uh, you know, that's more or less the same thing. That scene, especially uh, with, like, the heavy hardcore stuff, really crosses over up there. So. Saren. And this is the split with? Split with Vegas. All right. That came out this year. It looks like they're... There it is. Yeah, their most recent release. Oh, God. The band's year. name Vegas is spelled like Las Vegas. I was hoping it would be like, you know, the cranial nerve, the mm-hmm. vagus nerve. That's a, some ways for me, it strikes me as a bit more um, highbrow. <laughs> okay. Right? Las Vegas is a place I never fucking want to go. <laughs> I've never been. And it just it doesn't sullies, really appeal to me. It sullies a band for me if you're naming your band Vegas. Well, luckily we're not listening to Vegas tonight. We're oh, listening luckily to we're not. Hey, this is cool. The font is super dark red and I can't see it. Yeah, it's very hard to see. The two, it's a two, track, uh, two tracks, Depression. And Possession. Possession is 14 seconds shorter. Okay. Well, then so let's, let's listen to that one. That's 14 less seconds of bullshit if we don't like it.
All right, that was the track Possession uh, by Saren off of their split with Vegas. What'd you think? Uh, that was a gourmet burger at McDonald's. <laughs> Go on. You know what I mean? Cook, like, elaborate. I like hamburgers. I uh-huh. don't give a shit about McDonald's. Uh-huh. I feel like I should like it more, mm-hmm. but I just can't get past the fact that it's from McDonald's. Yeah. And uh, something about that, I, I like kind of what was going on at the end. Same. I could not tell what the fuck was going on in the beginning. Mm-hmm. At one point, it sounded like maybe there was six people trying to play different things at once. Uh-huh. Um, this band, you know, I mean, they definitely are going for a sound and mm-hmm. going for an image. They would certainly open for Integrity if Integrity played Hammond, Indiana. Mm-hmm. Um, take that for what it is. Right. Um I actually am curious to see them live to see sure. to to see if I can sort of decipher it a bit more, yeah, and and read into it a bit more to figure out if what I do like and what I don't like about it. It sounded really quiet. Yeah, I did not like the production on this at it all. It was really muffled and quiet. Everything was just kind of mm-hmm. stewed, like stirred together. Mm-hmm. Nothing stood out. Nothing yeah. stood out. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess it's all right. Yeah. This is this is uh. Attack of the Killer Seas tonight. Mm-hmm. So far. Um, again, depending on how I'm feeling, I'd probably watch it. Mm-hmm. Maybe dip out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, again, as you said, they're definitely going for a thing. I After hearing that, I have uh, even stronger suspicions that the Vegas that they did the split with is indeed the Holy Terror band that I thought it was. Because Vegas is a Japanese band. Okay. Um, they kind of have some like gizm vibes, whatever. That gives me that gives them a little more leeway with a name like Vegas too, sure. if you're Japanese, right? Um, for some reason, right? For some reason, yes. Well, I guess because English isn't their first language, right? Um, but uh, so I imagine that that is probably who the split is with. Um, yeah, that last part was definitely the strongest uh, element. They had like a systems overload era sort of integrity breakdown going on, which I can always get down with when it's done well. Um, it's hard to fuck that formula up, but it's it's kind of funny because the last episode we were talking about, guys, don't don't change your production style. And now we've had two bands, dudes. Yeah. Like, get that fucking production sorted. Right, because like, yeah, it was just kind of an indecipherable stew of shit for that until With somebody you, barfing in the background right like until you had that heavier riff come in it was really hard to discern what the fuck was happening yeah and and frankly not to be too much of a dick i also think it doesn't help that what was happening for the first two-thirds of the song didn't f- seem that interesting it didn't either. seem coherent right i mean you know like i said i would i actually will listen to more of it mm-hmm. just to see if i can figure out if i like it or not same now, I don't know if that's a good thing. You would think that normally you should know, yeah, I like this. But right. there's plenty of times where I'm like, I don't fucking like that. And then I listen to it a bit more, and I'm like, okay, yeah, I kind of like that. Yeah, I and it's it's definitely clear there's like uh, there's some like Gehenna upon the yeah, Grave yeah, Hill yeah, yeah, definitely. stuff going on yeah. with the blastier parts. And But the thing is, Gehenna is a rare breed who pulled that off in a way that very, very few bands do. Um it's it's it doesn't seem like it would be a hard formula to execute, but uh, it is because a lot of bands try that shit and they don't nail it. Um, props for going for it though, because not a lot of people are trying to ape Gehenna in 2019. So hats off to you for that. Um, I saw Gehenna in Baltimore in 2010, and it was one of the wildest things I've ever experienced. So 
Um, but yeah, I would like to, I w- after this episode, um, you know, go through, check out some of their other material. I would encourage anybody who does like Holy Terror stuff, who likes Gehenna, who likes uh, Integrity and all of that shit, um, this might very well be in your lane. Yeah, and, check it out. Uh, they're from NWI, so, you know, shout out for uh, holding it down for Indiana. Um, if you guys want to play in my house. And I feel like I feel like it would be worth checking them out live. Yeah, it certainly can't sound any worse than that recording. Indeed, right? Yeah, um, and that's the other thing too is I, I want to listen to some of the these other releases and see if the production was better because the, that's the other thing with hardcore bands is like sometimes you have a release that sounds fucking awesome and then the next release somehow sounds like shit because your drummer didn't have the money to front for its studio time that week or whatever. You know yeah. what I mean? There's a lot of inconsistency. Um, got laid off from the Seven uh, Eleven. Couldn't couldn't afford to really throw in for the split with Vegas. Um, so yeah, Saren, you don't suck. You didn't blow my uh, you didn't blow my socks off either. But I'm interested to hear more. I'll check it out. And I'm gonna go listen to Gehenna. Yeah, and I'm definitely gonna go listen to Gehenna now. Um, let's roll the dice. See what pops up next. We're getting through them today. I'm sorry that we don't we don't have hotter takes today because uh, feeling pretty ambivalent. Yeah, about nothing's most of the really stuff nothing's hearing. really hit me one way or another. I hope the next thing that we get we either really like or really fucking hate. And I want to point out, like, I don't want. Uh, I, I hope we don't get pigeonholed. Like people just send us shit that sounds the same. Sure. I, I I like you know I like hitting on shit that's like that I hate. Mm-hmm. I told you before I like hating. Yeah, me too. And I like a lot of weirdo shit too. Absolutely, yeah. There's that, yeah. I I think uh, don't don't feel like you got us pinned because both of us uh, like a lot of left to center shit that you would probably not expect for us to get down with. And sometimes too, it's just a certain a band has a certain je ne sais quoi, and it isn't something that either of us would normally like, and it just hits, and they do it fucking right. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, don't uh, don't shy away from sending us shit or send us stuff just because you think that we will like it because we might fucking hate it. Right. Right, and my God, who the fuck wants to listen to the same goddamn fucking sounding music all the time? Not me. Not me. Uh, eight. Did we do eight? Um, yeah, that was the Gangstalker release. Three. Okay, three. All right, so of everything that we've uh, pulled up tonight, this is the one that uh, stands the most chance of us hating it because it is tagged crybaby bullshit and emo, whiny white kids with guitars. Now, again, this is the same band that said, hey, maybe we haven't gotten any traction because we suck, and one of their self-tags on Bandcamp is whiny white kids with guitars. So props for being self-aware and not taking yourself seriously. That immediately endears you to me, uh, even if I don't like your music. Uh, you seem like rad people. And at the same time, it also kind of is unendearing. Because you're too, too self-aware? Yeah, there's a level of falseness to it. Then, right, right. Right? And sure. if they're, like, to be false uh-huh. is worse than to be bad. Wow. That's, uh, that's a philosophy to live by. <laughs> um, so the band camp is middle-agedoverdose.bandcamp.com. All right. Middle age overdose. I like the uh, the abbrevi- the abbreviation is M A O, which they have on their record <laughs> there now. Are, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a couple different. Uh... Where are these guys from? Uh, I don't know how to pronounce this. Beloit. Beloit. Okay. It Beloit, is, Wisconsin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's like a few band camps for middle aged overdose from Beloit, and they have different. Like URLs and um, different. Uh, what is the tra- tra- name of the track? Uh, the name of the record is "Haven't Got That Far." All right. Well, I found that. Okay. Cool. 
Um, let's see. All of the tracks are longer than I would hope that they would be. I'll tell you that much. Well, you know what? Let's really give it to them then. Let's go for Mongo. Five minutes and 44 seconds. Wow. That's an endurance test. Sure is. Are you up for it? Uh, I guess I gotta be. Yeah. All right. Well, we don't know. We might really like this. Hmm. Well, Seth from the Leptons says, congrats on another one. Signature MAO bounce is still intact. Mongo is the jam. Okay, then Mongo it is. All right, guys. Well, here's six minutes of music. Hope you like it.
All right, that was the song Mongo by the band Middle-Aged Overdose. Nate, why don't you let us know what you felt about that? All right, now I have two thoughts here. Mm-hmm. Um, number well, first let's just talk about the recording before I get to like my actual take on this. Okay. Right, and what this evokes in me. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been talking about production. That sounded pretty good. Sure. I could hear everything. Right. Congratulations. Right. Right. The guitar sounded pretty good. Um, first, this is the kind of shit that I would fucking tolerate like when I was in college because I'm trying to date some chick (laughs) and she's playing, you know, we had some overlap, you know what I mean? Like maybe she had a Smith shirt on or something like that. Uh I'm like, okay, you know, hook up, hang out. She's showing me some of the shit she's in. Right. Right. I would tolerate it because the game demanded it. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Okay. Right. Uh-huh. Might even go see the band because she wanted to go see him. Uh-huh. But that's about the extent of it, right? Uh-huh. Like, I got a real fucking short patience for songs about people crying about how bad they fucking feel. Yeah. Right? A real fucking short. Like, the goddamn world is on fire quite literally. <laughs> yeah. And you're crying about your hurt little bum bum <laughs> and how fucking bad you feel. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. There is... We are we are living in an actual dystopia. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah. The, 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 what we are living in now is a Huxleyan dystopia that was, like, predicted in the 40s and turned into film in the 70s and 80s. Mm-hmm. And it's only getting worse. And you guys sit around fanning your fucking balls with your finger up your ass, crying about how you want to die because you feel bad and you're depressed and some shit. Then just, like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? Like, find something that distracts you from how miserable you feel personally because your feelings are hurt. Uh Find something that really gets under your skin and direct your fucking anger at that. Right. Because there's no goddamn shortage of it. Sure. Right. We could talk about unvaccinated brown kids kept in cages like fucking animals mm-hmm. indefinitely. Boy, that should get you real fired up and distract yourself from how bad your feelings hurt. We could talk about the fact that biodiversity is being wiped out at extinction level events and we don't give a shit. The best solution that we have as fucking average people is to stop using disposable straws. <laughs> And we're utterly fucking powerless to do anything about it. You could talk about, oh, I don't know, how uh, there, are, there seems to be this trend where fucking racist worms and maggots feel empowered to put their head up above the fucking sand and actually menace the rest of the goddamn country. Mm-hmm. Right? They feel legitimized in poking their head up against sand. Those people should never have the boot of history taken off of their fucking face. And yet, here we are. Right? Uh-huh. And then you got fucking crybabies that can't find the wherewithal to get out of their goddamn basement and stop fucking jerking off to anime to actually go have a life and meet people because they have social anxiety or whatever self-diagnosed bullshit they have. And then they want to go terrorize people and shoot the fucking shit out of them, right? Uh-huh. Take your fucking pick. Right. Take your fucking pick. There's any goddamn number of things that you can be legitimately outraged about. Feeling bad about your fucking feelings and crying about it is not one of them, right? 
we are now in like DEFCON level one crisis situation. Right. It's time to fucking like feel it. Yeah. Right? Okay. That's fair. That's all. Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah, I think that's a fair assessment. I have always hated this shit. I have always hated this milk toasty fucking crybaby bullshit. Mm-hmm. I and they they describe it as shut as such. Right. I fucking hate it. You should be embarrassed by it. <laughs> right? Uh-huh. Like I would even go so far as to say that it is shameful that this is considered punk and hardcore adjacent. <laughs> Right? Okay. This shit should be locked away in a fucking pet carrier and sunk to the goddamn bottom <laughs> of Lake Superior. Right? Uh-huh. You should feel fucking bad. Just as Nazis should feel bad about poking their head up in the fucking streets and thinking it's okay to come out of the fucking basement, you should feel bad if this is your shit. Okay. Nevertheless, hey guys, um, you know, big ups on being a band. <laughs> okay, so Cool. So I, I'll go in. First, I'll start with anything complimentary or, or, or defensive about this that I can say. Um, first of all, my soft spot for this kind of stuff is larger than Nate's. In fact, uh, if you know anything about my bona fides as a musician, you know that I have, in fact, myself dabbled in some crybaby shit. Um, that said, I try to remain in about nine active bands all at once. Um, so that I may not ever be relegated solely to the world of crybaby shit, because frankly, that's not my world. Um, That said, I am far more sympathetic to the existence of this shit, and I would argue and posit that perhaps their way of not feeling so bad about themselves is channeling it through through music. You know, maybe they're very well-adjusted people who don't bitch about things in their day-to-day life, and their one outlet uh, in which they get to talk about this shit so they don't have to feel, you know, self-pitying is by doing some band that 12 people like. You know, that's viable. That's possible. If so, good on you. Um, I like some bullshit, you know? I like I hate myself. I like Seisha. I like shit that falls squarely in the realm of whiny crybaby shit. Um, that said, guys, fuck. Six minutes Six fucking minutes. We've talked already on this episode about how many releases that we like are six minutes in their fucking entirety, right? A six-minute song. You know what another song that's six minutes? Six minutes and nine seconds, to be exact. It is the song Highway Star by the legendary rock band Deep Purple. Mm. Arguably one of the best rock bands, one of the best rock and roll songs ever written. That song is... It sure doesn't feel like six minutes and nine seconds. It sure doesn't. And, and that six minutes is populated by uh, an unbelievable, classically infused organ solo by uh, John Lord and a, an incredible uh, guitar solo um, by Richie Blackmore, one of the best rock guitarists of all time. Um, that's a six-minute song. This is not a six-minute fucking song. Yeah. And regardless of, I think Nate has already said everything that can be said uh, as far as critiquing this particular style of music and the the merits of its existence. Um, If we just go ahead and for argument's sake say, okay, cool, you're going to be in a band like this, for the love of Christ, you need to employ some self-editing, friends, because six minutes of music on one fucking song that predominantly consists of three or four chords is self-indulgent on a level that is hard to overstate and 
really displays a lack of self-awareness that is profound. You mentioned smoking weed in the song. Um, although we are both straight edge, I am a proponent of decriminalization and I have no ethical qualms with you smoking weed. That said, perhaps you should smoke less of it if it is leading you to write six minute long songs that sound like this. Right. It shouldn't happen. This should not have been committed to tape. Uh, it certainly should not have been released onto the internet for the ears of strangers to hear. Um, it well, I mean, you know, do it, I guess. It'd sure, be- sure. I'm not offended by the fact that you did it on any sort of deeper philosophical level, but I'm just purely, uh, purely on... Uh, just a equality control level. Right, right, right. It shouldn't have made it through the editing right, right, process. Right. You know? and, and it's not just because of, like, you know, what what they themselves admit is cry, whiny white boy crybaby bullshit, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I assert that every fucking song on Master of Puppets is at least 90 seconds too long. Agreed. Right? Yeah. They don't need to go that long. They don't. Right? And so I like most of the songs on that album. They're just too fucking long. Yeah. Right? And so there's plenty of shit that I like that I think just drones on too long and should be too short. And that's one. There should be much shorter. And that's one of them. Yeah. And, and, and if if you are bound and determined to do this style of music, um, brevity is your friend. You can fit all those ideas into a much, much smaller space than six minutes. And the rest of the songs on this record are not short. Yeah. The other one, the, I think the rest of them... There's only I mean, one that's under three minutes, I think. Uh, yeah, I mean, they all come in between three and four and a half or so for the most part. That's too long. So, yeah. For this, it's yeah, too long. Yeah. And I, on, the, on, on the girlfriend, the high school, I mean, the college girlfriend thing, right? Mm-hmm. In college, I would have played the game and tolerated this. Yeah. As a grown man, leave me the fuck alone. Yeah, absolutely not. Hey, let me show you some music. No, don't show me any fucking music. <laughs> How about not that? If, not if it sounds like this. Don't. Yeah. No. Um, yeah. So, you know, sorry to tear into your middle-aged overdose, but again, the I email you, you sent, it. You, you expected it. Um, and uh, mm-hmm. if that's the case, you got, you got what you asked for. But uh, perhaps somebody listening to this enjoyed that six minutes um, and, you, and you gained a new fan. Who knows? Uh, hopefully we did you a solid. Either way, Happy you're playing music. I hope it makes you happy. I hope it makes you happier than the lyrics of the song would uh, imply. Mm. Uh, let's uh, let's roll the D10 and see uh, see what pops up next. Four, four. All right. Let's see what we got. All right. We have got the band Scalp the Pioneer. The record is Fentanyl. I see. Uh, power violence grind band from Boston. Um, the Bandcamp is just scalpthepioneer.bandcamp.com. I can't imagine there's another band with that name. I wouldn't think so. I don't know that I love the name, but at the very least, it's uh, it's original. All right. Um, Only one song. I kind of know what to expect here. A little bit, yeah. This is uh, this is a world that's very familiar to both of us. Yeah, I, I kind of know what to expect here. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of this that, um, well, we'll see. Yeah, but we'll I kind of know what to expect. Funny, punny song titles like C3P Overdose. Yeah, Methadone Mile. Methadone Mile, uh, Fentanyl I See. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Cool. Um, I guess we'll go with the title track. All right, cool. So we're going to listen to Fentanyl I See off the release of the same name by Scalp the Pioneer, and we will be back shortly. Yeah. 
That was the song Fentanyl I See by Scalp the Pioneer um, off of uh, off of their release of the same name, Fentanyl I See. Um, Nate, take it away. Uh, generic fast stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't have a whole lot of feelings about this, honestly. It, yeah, it wasn't quite as like like asshole dirty as I thought it was going to be mm-hmm. based on my experience with this, just the total package from the artwork and the logo to the song titles and stuff. Right. Um, it was a bit, uh, not, not, not quite as just like dirt head, boring, you know, butt grind as I expected. Yeah. But generic fast stuff, mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. Again, this is a, I think this is kind of the, the, uh, the theme for the night so far is I don't have a whole lot of strong feelings about this either way. It didn't make me mad. It didn't do much for me either. Um, as Nate mentioned in the last episode, I believe there was a period of time living in, in, in Indiana, especially where we were sort of the, uh, crossroads of all subpar grind. Every fucking band came through here. And as much as I love some of that stuff and the standout bands from that scene are fucking awesome. Holy shit. I got fucking burnt out. On it that really, stuff. it really made me start to hate one of my favorite forms of yeah. like punk me too man which was a fucking bummer um so again this is one of those genres where i now that i got so fucking burnt out on it that to enjoy this now it needs to be really really stand out i don't think this was that i don't think it was bad it was well enough it was done well enough um evidently there's members of it's ex-members of as the sun sets um, which that band, I know some of the members went on to be in that band Daughters that is experiencing a bit of a second life right now. Yeah, that's kind of weird. Huh? Yeah, and I can certainly hear the lineage of that sort of uh, turn-of-the-century grind shit, um, most of which, if you go back and listen to it, did not hold up particularly well. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. There's not. I don't have a whole fucking lot to say about this, to, to tell you the truth. I don't hate it. I don't love it. Uh, I can tell you one thing. I would almost certainly be sitting outside during the set. Yeah. You know what I mean? I've yeah. heard so much of this shit. Yeah. So much of this shit. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It's, it's, um, I would probably watch Middle-Aged Overdose just to hate on them. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't watch this. Yeah. And the, the other thing is, too, you know, I, I think a fair, uh, a fair response to me saying, oh, well, there's been so much of this shit done. There's been uh, so much of everything that we listen to on this show done, and that's true. But one thing that, like, really uh, high-energy, youthful hardcore has going for it is that even if it's rote and trope-filled, especially when young people are doing it, the exuberance that you talked about earlier lends itself to a certain degree of engagement and excitement that shit like this, when it's just trope heavy and rote, doesn't have. No, and a lot of times, like the bands that were doing this, that would come past the house, come through the house stuff. This is exactly what I was talking about. Like the the like, I don't know. I'm not going to speak for these guys, right? right. But I'm going to speak from my experience in seeing bands, like mm-hmm. a lot of bands that sounded like this. First and foremost was the the pregame and the post party, right? Mm-hmm. It was the it was all about the fucking tailgate, all about getting fucked up. All about afterwards getting me more fucked up. It had nothing to do with the music in between. Right. In fact, I've been to fests where every band basically sounds like this, and nobody fucking watches any of the bands mm-hmm. because they're all outside drinking or fucking getting high. Yeah. Like, you know, so take that for what it's worth. I mean, if you're playing music that, or you're, you know, 
in a band where the music is taking a backseat to all of the other, uh, I guess, functions around it. Right. You know what I mean? Uh, what the fuck? Yeah. And I, I don't know if that's the case for these guys. I think. I no, think... I mean, I don't know these guys. So yeah. I, don't, I don't know. I mean, these dudes might be super hype on what they're doing, and I certainly hope they are. Yeah. But I've met way too many people that fucking play this sort of shit. I will say worse than this. Like I said, Much like worse, yes. asshole, dirty, fucking lazy butt grind. Mm-hmm. Right? Way too many dudes that play music of this ilk, of this style, that just. You, you could tell they, 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 they barely. They barely have enough fucking like care in their brain to to even attend their own show. Right, for sure. Um, so yeah. So that said, Scalp the Pioneer, not mad at what you're doing. Uh, again, another example of like, yo, if you hit me up, I'll book I'll, I'll book your band. You know what I mean? I think I'm sure there are some young kids that would be hype on this. Um, if this kind of stuff is your lane, you might very well enjoy it. Um, I'm pretty burnt out on it, but uh, it was competently done. I'm not mad at it. You know, keep doing your thing. I yeah. think I think there are older dudes in this band. Okay, uh, they're dudes who I think have been doing stuff like this for a long time. I mean, fuck, as the sunsets broke up in like 2002. You okay, know? so I think yeah. these I think these are all dudes between my age and your age. Okay, well, I mean, yeah, I mean, like I said, that that I think speaks a little bit more that maybe you're just not in it for the fucking pregame. Yeah, sure, but sure. um, you know. Whatever. Let's roll a die. Yeah, I think we got. I think we got time for one more because I think our ambivalence has led to a lack of discussion about some of the bands tonight because there's just not that been that much to say. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we. I think we got time to fit another one in tonight. So let's uh, let's roll a die and see what we get. Okay. Two. Two. All right. Cool. This is one I was hoping that we got. Um, this is Leave Room for Jesus by Policy. Um, this is the band that I had pitched to me as young dudes who are really into uh, dystopia and negative approach, which is uh, an interesting two bands to cite in the same sentence, and one of their tags is anarcho-punk. Sounds like a bunch of cousins that shouldn't be fucking. <laughs> yeah, it does sound like that. We'll see what happens. Though. The songs are pretty brief. There's lyrics on here. Um, it's policyatlanta.bandcamp.com. Um, I dig the name. I like Leave Room for Jesus. I think that's, uh, you know, the artwork is like <clears throat> a cross, and uh, it's kind of like an old school... A bunch of people dancing around it. Yeah, and it's like an old school... Uh... Cut and paste. Yeah, exactly. I, the, the, those words escaped me for a moment. Mm-hmm. What, uh, what track we want to listen to? Um... Mm... What, about, what about Your Turn to Die? Okay. That's about that's about midway through the record. <clears throat> it's a little over a minute long. Um, yeah. Yeah. Let's do that. Let's so we're gonna we're gonna listen to your turn your turn to die off of the record. Leave room for Jesus by the band Policy, and then we will holler back at you momentarily.
Okay, that was Your Turn to Die by the band Policy off of their record, Leave Room for Jesus. Nate? Um, I mean, I guess there was sort of an endearing aspect to it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It didn't really... Youthfully endearing? Youthfully mean? endearing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it did kind of sound like a, a patchwork of stuff that mm-hmm. maybe wasn't too seamlessly put together. You yeah. know what I mean? Like a lot of shit just didn't seem to... There wasn't good transitions between things. Right. And the intro was, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Come on. Yeah. Just get to it. Sure. You know? Yeah. It sounds like these could have been... It sounds like these could be high school kids. I'm fine with that. I For mean, sure. Yeah, you know, I, I think I want to hear another song. Okay, yeah, I agree with that. Because Before... more than half of that song, or at least half of that song, was just an intro. Yeah, and I, I also got the feeling, uh, I, I get the feeling the lyrics are satirical. Well, it's about shooting a bunch of people at Walmart because, you know, they're all sad. Right. You know, they're all angry and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was actually recorded in May, so... Before the most recent thing happened. Quite prescient and timely. Yes, indeed. Uh, I think, especially with the title, and I kind of glanced over some of the other lyrics, I think it's written from, like, a third-party perspective. Yeah. You know what I mean? But before we say any more, let's go ahead and listen to another track, and uh, then we'll hop back in and then give some more complete thoughts on it. What uh, what song do you want to listen to? Uh, How about... Uh... Praise the Lord, pass the ammunition. Okay, cool. We'll listen. Seems to be a theme. All right, cool. We'll listen to that track and then we'll get back to you. That was the uh, track Praise the Lord, Pass the Ammunition by Policy off of their record Leave Room for Jesus. Nate, what would you think about that one? Uh, same thing. It sounds like it's a work in, it sounds like a rough draft of a song. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I don't hate it. When, when you know, we were talking about it, uh, I guess off air. Yeah. Uh, it kind of reminded me of like some of the like janky, not quite glued together, like or like New York hardcore, like some of those bands that were around for a short time. And the one that popped in my mind was when I heard that last song, Life's Blood. Not that they, you know, are trying to go for like a heavier New York hardcore sound, but just in the quality of the musicianship and the playing and the recording and everything. It totally reminded me of a song left out on the ice to die. Right. 
Like, and it's probably because dude's vocals kind of sound the same as well. And if you listen to that song, like, I like Life's Blood. Mm-hmm. A lot of people like Life's Blood. Yeah, I love Life's Blood. You know? It's, but it's definitely not, uh, it's, it's a rough, again, Life's Blood sounds like a rough draft of a band that was to be. Right, yes. Right? Right. And they didn't, they weren't around long enough to actually, like, see that, that potential. Did, did one of the dudes from Life's Blood go on to be in Born Against? Is that a thing that happened? Or is, this, yeah. is that an association that I, I made up my, in my I head? I don't know. Okay. I mean, yeah, I don't know. It, it's it's all sort of adjacent to all that sort of sure. stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. Um, but, yeah, no, I very much feel that. There is that first wave of hardcore and that early hardcore in general. Um, there were a lot of bands that were young. They were going for a thing that hadn't necessarily been done before, and... Uh, amateurism it was part of the equation. It was it was just a thing that was unavoidable, and nonetheless, they delivered records that people really enjoyed because it was the first time that people were doing that sort of shit. And I do think that this is comparable in that sense um, that clearly it's not quite there yet. The thing is that this doesn't have the uh, doesn't have the the strength of novelty going for it because right. this is an equation that has been done and approached and retried by many different bands uh, over many years at this point. Yeah, and and I don't hear the dystopia in it. None. So and if you're into dystopia, that's dope. <laughs> to be frank, I haven't listened to dystopia in a while, but I'm not. I don't hear it in in that in those songs. Yeah, I hear the NA more. More. But you know what? Like, if, if if you don't sound just like your influence, that's dope. Like, I would sure. love to fucking be in a band that just sounds just like the fucking, you know, fucking NA 7-inch. Sure. Right? I would love to be in a band that just sound, sounds just like that. Yeah. But at the same time, like, if you take draw that influence and that's not what you sound like, well, cool, you're getting something from it. It's inspiring you in some way. Right. Um, but this is, yeah, I feel like this is a rough draft. And my strong suspicion from hearing it, just because I've heard a lot of high school bands and I was in some high school bands, this feels like a high school band. We don't know, though. I hope that it is a high school band. I'll say that. Because if this is 17-year-old kids, again, the same principle applies as we've talked about several times. If this is 17-year-old kids, I am all for it. I'm hype on it. I'm stoked to see what they're doing but next. But I'll, I'll tell you this. Uh-huh. I would love to see a bunch of 45 year old men trying <laughs> playing those songs that would be that, like that yeah yeah, yeah. That i would, would be funny love to be present in the room when that is happening yeah you know like as would i at, at a bar show mm-hmm. right yeah one thing that nate and i do is uh, if we're bored on a friday night or saturday night um we will seek out bad local music and go to bars specifically to sit in the back and watch and laugh because we are bad people it is a pretty shitty thing it's to a do. super shitty thing to do and but. it's all like <laughs> the one that when we were when we were out it was quite obvious what we were fucking doing <laughs> like and the best part about it was like we don't drink we have no business being there whatsoever none at all we literally essentially went into their home to yeah. make fun of them right sure and now to be fair we weren't doing it like we weren't like going up to them and trying to like start shit with them. We don't go there with the intention of like, no. getting into it. No, I mean we do it because we genuinely enjoy. It's like watching public access, or you know what I mean. It's a tr- fucking train wreck. You can't take your eyes away from it. The only difference is we're seeking out the train wreck, right? Um, which I, I don't know what that says about us. Probably 
nothing good. But nonetheless, I would 100% seek this band out if it were 45-year-old dudes playing this in a local bar. Yeah. I would absolutely spend you Saturday their, night watching their this. their fucking wives dancing with, like, you know, fucking ass-flat patches on and shit. <laughs> Yeah, that would be you know that would be a sight to behold. Probably sure. got like a two year old and a six month old, both of them wearing earmuffs so that mm-hmm. daddy's rock band doesn't right. hurt their hearing. <laughs> right. But in actuality, I think that this is probably like seventeen year olds and uh I hope so. If it is, if y'all are young, uh keep it up. You know, I'm stoked I'm stoked on young kids playing punk and hardcore. You got a ton of time to get better and refine your sound. And if you're old don't get any better. Yeah, and if you're old, keep doing this, and please come play O'Sullivan's Bar in Fort Wayne so yeah. that we can happen upon it on a Saturday night and really have a good old time. Yeah. Um, all right, well, I think we got I think we got six bands in today. Really? Right? And we got at least five, yeah, because, again, I think our ambivalence left uh, more dead air than we would have liked. But at least we did get that one emo band where we could, re- where I could, we could really un- unleash. Yeah, I mean, I hate to be, like, known for just, like... Sure. And, you know, we're, we're the we're like you know the fucking mean judge on America's Got Talent or something. <laughs> right, right, right. Like that, yeah, right. That's you know just got strong opinions. Yeah, exactly. And um, and sometimes they're great. If you listen to if you've listened to episode two, as soon as we heard Protocol, uh, Nate bought the fucking record as the sh- as we were recording the show. So we have strong opinions, both positive and negative. Um, sometimes I think I think people tend to, especially because you are. You're a top three best ranter, as far mm. as people that I know. Your rants are incredibly engaging and funny, mm. and you're a bit of a wordsmith. So you have a way, uh, you have a way with words that many people with strong negative opinions do not have. Mm. And so I think people tend to attach uh, or to to sort of um, to gravitate towards your rants about things that you hate. Mm. But in fact, we love a whole lot of shit. So yes, I agree. I don't want to get a rep as being the podcast to send your shit into if you want to get eviscerated and destroyed. We might, but there's also a good chance we'll really like it. And I don't want to scare people off, and I don't want people to just like give us the same fucking shit. Right. Like, if you got some weirdo shit, I mm. want to hear it. I like weirdo shit. Me too. And, I, and honestly, like, even if we didn't like... Uh, Midwest moms, or oh, mid, middle age overdose. Yeah, middle age overdose. <laughs> yeah, middle age overdose. Even if we didn't like that shit, send more of that shit in. I don't care. I like getting. I like getting variation. This show will become very boring very quickly if we get uh, ten bands an episode that all sound like Protocol, and we all say, well, "Yeah, this I'll, is I'll stop great. doing the show." Right. Yeah. Exactly. Right. I want. Uh, I. I want you to send in weird left of center shit. And again, uh, I'll reiterate, I said at the beginning of the episode, but the main point of the show is to get people listening to new shit. Um, there's yeah. so much fucking shit out there. M- much of it is not going to be to our taste, but there is something for everybody. And uh, if anything, we just want to create an environment in which you quite literally have no excuse to not hear new shit yeah. because we are fucking curating it for you. If you find yourself you know, in Atlanta, Georgia... See policy on a flyer, go check them out, right? Yeah. If you find yourself in Wisconsin, mm-hmm. I guess they said they haven't been getting much traction up there, go check out Middle Age Overdose if that's your shit. Right. Right? I mean, if it's not, then don't. Right. Right? But if that's what you like, go ahead. Sure. You know what I mean? And don't let them scare you off if there's if they're on a bill or something like that. Like, wow, fuck that band. Right. You know, check them out. Yeah, sure. And the bands that we didn't get to, we'll have their names posted. Check that out as well. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you got no excuse not to listen to shit. Uh, we're bringing it right to your ears. Um, 
if you uh, if you do have stuff that you want to submit, uh, we we got a few email submissions. I'll probably I have a list of uh, kind of a back catalog stuff um, that people sent to me on Facebook and Twitter and whatnot when I first announced that we were doing the show. Um, I've got a few email submissions now. Probably moving forward, I imagine we're going to prioritize getting those on the queue just because it is much easier to round them up when they are all in one place. So if you want to send music in, send it to demo listen podcast at gmail.com. That's demo D M O listen L I S T E N podcast at gmail.com. And, uh, and we'll throw it in the queue and uh, get around to it sooner rather than later. Most likely. Um, thanks again for tuning in. Uh, a bunch of people have, uh, have downloaded this already. Hopefully, um, if you're hearing this, it's via iTunes or uh, Apple Podcasts or Spotify because uh, we're going to make an attempt to get all of this shit, including the first two episodes, up on proper podcast streaming services so that you don't have to go to Podbean and download it and shit. But well over 500 of you have already done that. Um, so honestly, huge fucking shout out to everybody who's checked this out. Please keep tuning in. Please tell your friends. Um, Again, even when it doesn't seem like it, we really love this shit. Um, it's pretty much the only thing either of us actually like. So keep sending us music and giving us something to do. Um, and we, uh, we'll holler at you next time. <laughs>